In the 1940s and 50s, my parents were born. World War II has just ended and Japan was trying to rebuild itself again out of the ashes. He told me that his mom, my grandmother, would wake up early in the morning to make tofu every day so all seven of his siblings could run around town going from door to door to see if anybody would be interested in buying freshly made tofu for breakfast. And they did this right before school started so they could earn enough money to meet the basic needs of the family. And this was the story that my father was raised in. Now, my mom is a completely different story. See, she was born a few years after the war and she was a city girl. She often told me stories about how her dad, my grandfather, would be the first in town to have a color TV and the neighborhood kids would try to look over their backyard wall so that they could get a glimpse of the newest tech and televised entertainment. Yeah, they had their occasional financial difficulties, but they were able to bounce back with a little extra work. And this was the story that my mom was raised in. So you could almost imagine that these polar opposites, when they got together and started a family, my sister and I, we always noticed a lot of disagreements between our parents heated arguments over some things that most people would consider to be minor. Like for example, my mom, when she saw expired milk in the refrigerator, she would throw it away immediately because her reasoning, well, she wanted to make sure that her family didn't get sick. Okay, but however, my dad, when he saw milk in the fridge that was a couple days past expiration date, he had no problem drinking it as long as it didn't look like cottage cheese. I remember him opening the cap, sniffing it, tasting it a little bit, and then he's like, yeah, this is still good. You see, his primary philosophy of food is that if it's edible, then let's not waste it. So when they disagreed about these things, who was right and who was wrong? Well, you could probably argue that they're both right in their own way. It's just that they're both living according to their story that they were raised in. You see, story is a very interesting thing because our stories pushes us to make choices, create habits, and behave a certain way. In some rare instances, we abandon our old stories and latch onto new ones, which makes us adapt new choices, new habits, and new behaviors. So for example, in my early childhood, my parents raised me to live according to their story that a nice, round, and heavy child is considered to be healthy. And I guess that makes a lot of sense if you came from a world of scarcity. However, as Japan grew more abundant and I moved to the states where a third of premature deaths are related to overeating, I started to focus on eating less and losing weight. You see, the point I'm trying to make here is that we are all designed to be a part of a story. And if you didn't inherit a story growing up from your parents or from your culture, you would most likely latch onto whatever story seems compelling to you, most likely resembling a movie or a book you were really intrigued by. And quite frankly, this is why a lot of people latch onto conspiracy theory stories about how some secret society is pulling every trick in their arsenal to cover up some grand scheme to take over the world. And in these stories, the main characters are always the ones that happen to be too smart to fall for these deceptions. Human beings thrive when they know they're a part of a story. In other words, we are all either part of a story or we adopt a story we wish we were a part of. I mean, maybe you adopted the story of politics where you are on one side of the debate and the other side is always the enemy. Or maybe you found yourself in a story of capitalism where whoever has the most stuff at the end of the story wins. Or maybe you are the main character in a story of religion where you feel that the only person that hears God very clearly is you and everyone else has not tuned into God properly. I mean, stories can be empowering, but it could also be dangerous. 
And this is why the pastors of Westside Community Church has decided that the theme for 2023 is story. We want to spend this upcoming year and beyond relearning the story of God. I think we often forget that the scripture is first and foremost a storybook. So here's another way to look at it. Imagine if someone discovered a play written by William Shakespeare that no one has ever seen before and you're an actor. And so the director, really excited, decides that he's gonna put this play on the stage. But as you read through the pages, you discover that this play has five acts and the last act has parts of it missing. All you know is that this is supposed to have a happy ending and that you're supposed to improvise the parts that are missing. So how do you do that? So scholars use this imagery as a way to teach us the importance of story. Act one is the story of God creating paradise on earth. Act two is that paradise lost, how humanity pushed away the source of all things good. Then act three, which is the bulk of the drama, is the story of Israel, God's chosen people who were given the task to restore this broken world, but couldn't make it happen due to, well, human nature. Then act four is when the tide starts to change because this is the part where the son of God, Jesus shows up to make things right and to give power to the people to accomplish this work of restoring the world. And then we arrive in act five. And scene one of act five, the church is born. So this means it's up to us, the actors, to play our part in God's story and more specifically, act five, scene two. Okay, so this is the important part. How are we supposed to improvise that one scene? Well, the point here is that for us to know how we're supposed to live today, we have to become familiar with the story leading up to that scene. And you may have already guessed by now, but the whole point of this isn't just to know the story leading up to that missing scene. We have to also get to know the author of this story, because once we know the author intimately, then we start to understand what kind of story he would want in those missing pages. So beginning in January, Pastor Lori will be kicking us off with a series called Do Over, where we deal with our regrets over the things that we have said or done, you know, things that we could take back, now that we know more and see clearer the story of God. And also in 2023, we will conclude our study through the book of Acts, and then we are gonna start an overview of God's story. We're gonna summarize sections of the Bible at a time, so we can see the bigger picture rather than getting lost in those small little verses. And along the way, we'll also learn what the Bible is and how we're supposed to study it. I think this is gonna be a lot of fun. So church, may you find your place in God's story in 2023. God bless.